Hey everyone, this is Anthony Diaz, and this is the first episode of the Pop Health Show, a show in which we talk about all things population health. What is population health? It's about making populations healthy, groups healthy. This show is for anyone that feels accountable or responsible to make more than just one person healthy in this world. You could be a doctor, you could be an HR manager, you could be a benefit broker. You can just be someone running a CrossFit gym or just someone that's really interested in health and helping people get healthy. So first episode, um, there's going to be some rawness here. Um, we're just doing the, you know, this for the first time. But one thing I am super excited about is um, having John Sanmez on the call for our first episode. So uh, I am the CEO and founder of Health Hero. And John Sanmez, full disclosure, is an advisor to Health Hero. Um, aside from being an advisor for health here, I've always been such a big fan of the way John has looked at health, his techniques and the way he's thought of health has always been interesting to me. Um, John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Anthony. Glad to, glad to be here. Great, great. Well, uh, this is super, super awesome to connect with you and talk a little bit about health and, uh, your experiences in personal health and how you've helped other people and influence people. I know you've got some interesting things that you've recently done. I know we're friends, full disclosure, we're friends on Facebook as well. And I saw <laughs> a very cool post yesterday of something you accomplished that was, I, I think it's great to share. And then I know you've also been doing some other interesting things. We're influencing people on things with like diet and full disclosure, everyone, we are not doctors. Uh, we're just super passionate experimentalists in health that always try and do really healthy things and push the envelope a little bit on high performance, but it's all for the greater good and for purposes of being the, the, the most optimally healthy that we can. And John has always reflected my philosophies and I always have learned a lot from him, but I'd like to start off always, um, you know, it's always going to be the same format on these shows is uh, John, I'd love for you to tell us um, about how you got it, got started in health, why you're so passionate about health and just, um, you know, tell us, tell us your story. Yeah. You know, I, I think it, it, goes back to me being a a sort of a, a dork in high school <laughs> and, and maybe in, in get, I went to actually you know what really started was I went to high school in Hawaii and I was getting beat up every day <laughs> because I was this kind of you know unathletic kid and and I sort of never imagined that I could be but then one day I woke up and I said you know what why not me why 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 can't I become an athlete why can't I you know, start to to do these other things that that other people are able to do, and so I I really just started embarking on that trail. I started lifting weights. I started signing up for 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 a gym and for and started running and getting in shape and, and started reading about health and fitness. Got Arnold Schwarzenegger's bodybuilding encyclopedia, and you know I've been on a journey since then, really with with both trying to balance, you know, how can I increase my performance as much as possible? How can I look good? Because I mean, we're all interested in that. And, and how can I, you know, extend my, my lifespan, you know, so that I can I can live quality, a quality life as much as possible. So that's really what, what really got me started. But then, since then, it's just been something that and I found in my career and my personal life as well, just like the more healthy I am, the more energy I have, the more I can I can give to to my career, my profession, and to, and to the world, to other people. Great, no, that's that's awesome, John. And uh, you know, to everyone listening, um, John is very modest, and there's no bromance here. But 
John is definitely a pretty uh, ripped guy. What are you, John? You're like what? Also, you're you're also pretty tall too. You're like six three, six four, or something like that, right? Or six yeah, six, six or something? Maybe even taller. No, six three. Oh, okay. <laughs> so you know, John's kind of like a Captain America kind of guy. Really super strong. Um, I know you've been dieting a lot, but I think you're. Your 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 bicep was like the equivalent of like you know two of my heads. So um, I know you've been kind of dieting uh, lately, but uh, and it's interesting you mentioned about the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, bodybuilding book. That was the first book that I got as well, and it, I, I think anyone into bodybuilding was was in it um, in that book. But uh, John, maybe you can tell us a little bit about you know especially over the past few years, what are some of the biggest personal health. Um, techniques and rituals and habits that have changed your life and helped you feel more fulfilling, happier, just better about yourself. And just love to hear a little bit more about that. And um, yeah, anything else along those lines? So, Sure. So I got to say, you know, that just just kind of as a little bit of a disclaimer that I'm I tend to be an extreme like I, I extreme tester of testing things on myself sort of kind of in the in the vein that Tim Ferriss for the, for the people that are familiar with Tim Ferriss does I, I definitely self experiment on myself quite a bit and so a lot of the things I talk about are, are, are fairly extreme it's not like what everyone's going to do but I find that at the edges of you know at the fringe that's where we new discoveries come and and that and I find that just personally that a lot of a lot of times what we want to do is we want to prescribe kind of blanket health advice and you got to test stuff on you individually to see. This is what I've always discovered, whether it be bodybuilding advice or any kind of advice. So that I've, I've sort of developed that philosophy. So I I just want to say that before I I talk about some of the the craziest, (laughs) crazier stuff that I do. So about two and a half years ago, I, I had started doing some intermittent fasting before then, but about two and a half years ago, I stumbled on the idea of, what would happen if I started eating one meal a day, just eating dinner, fasting mm-hmm. until five o'clock, you know, kind of very, very extended intermittent fasting. And I started getting some pretty phenomenal results from doing that. I, I dropped, uh, was able to cut my body fat down quite a bit while maintaining strength. This was one of the things that like, coming from a bodybuilding background, I was used to eating six, seven meals a day. And this was what you're supposed to do. But I was actually gaining strength and losing fat keeping my muscle while, while doing this. And pretty much for the last two and a half years, I have been eating one meal a day. I've been fasting till five, which is, which is, it's, it seems a little bit crazy, you know, but it, it's been amazing just the results that I've gotten from this. And I've actually had a lot of people that have seen me doing this and have said, okay, let me try this. And, and they've had some, some pretty amazing results as well. You know, again, this is probably not, not for everyone, but it's uh, as a, as an athlete also, I've, I've discovered that I've been able to improve my performance. So this is probably one of the most shocking things, I think, that just goes against what what I had been taught or what I had believed about health in general, at, at least as, as far as, you know, how you're, how you're supposed to diet and, and eat. And, and that's, yeah, and it, it's definitely one of those things that's, that's been transformation. In fact, you know, just, just yesterday, you're, you're talking about the Facebook, I, I hit a a, a sort of a goal for my for my testing, right? I was, I was testing. I, I've been trying to. I've been running about forty miles a week, and, and I did some half marathons this year. And I was training for a full marathon, and so. But one of the things I want to do is I want to see: Can you run a full marathon completely fasted? 
no no food for like 24 hours and then can you run 26.2 miles i tried a few times and failed but yesterday i was able to accomplish it i was able to it took me a little under five hours but i was completely fasted i hadn't eaten for about 24 hours i didn't eat anything during the run and i i made it the the full full distance and I, I actually so this is kind of crazy too you know as far as recovery a lot of people run marathons right and and, and, and just, just to be clear I ran this a solo marathon I just ran it training I didn't enter a, a marathon so I was attractive with my my watch but a lot of people enter marathons and when they finish they're like they're done for two weeks. They're like, <laughs> they can hardly yeah. walk the next day. Yeah. I'm, I'm fine here. I'm jumping up and down. I'm yeah. good. Like, yeah. I'm ready to run again. I'm going to go to the gym a little bit and lift some weights. So, so it's been interesting. Just the, the recovery seems to be better as well, you know, in, in my experience. So that's just one example of some of the extreme kind of things that, that I do that I've been finding that has, has been amazing. I think there's a lot of science that that's going to come out that hasn't come out yet as we as we get more into this quantified self and can measure things better that are going to kind of prove some of these things that I'm I'm discovering as I'm experimenting here. Sure, sure. And uh no, this is amazing. So, um and again, we're not promoting this as as well and actually I'm sure there it's going to be very rare that we're going to find a whole lot of listeners that are going to be like, "Oh wow, one meal a day in a marathon, sign me up." Um <laughs> exactly. so but but let's just unpack that a little bit. Um like what meal do you eat? What time do you eat? What what's that meal like? And then obviously you hinted upon um this high sense of that because you're doing this, you know, the recovery factor is also there and you just feel healthier and still more energetic, but unpack that a little bit. Like, what are you, what are you eating for that meal? What's the regimen around it? And, um, do you face any other weird effects like maybe a headache or hunger, or are you really just like almost crying and dying inside? Like, Oh my gosh, I want a cheeseburger so bad. So I just love to, what's that, that food meal look like? <laughs> so, so there's a few pieces of it, right? I, I tend to, I tend to combine a lot of things. So I basically take things I, that, that I hear about, I experiment with them on myself and then I, I see how they work and then I combine them and I've been on this evolving process over time. So my current schedule looks like this. It's, it's a combination of, of ketogenic dieting, which is high fat, low carbohydrate dieting, as well as the, the intermittent fasting. Mm-hmm. And then something that is sometimes known as carb backloading. Sometimes it's known as the keto, ketogenic cyclic diet, but essentially what I do is I fast until five o'clock every day. So I'm eating, and when I say fast, I mean water fast. I mean, I'll drink some coffee or, or water, no calories, right? Mm-hmm. Until, until 5 p.m. I work out from three to five every day. And so on four days of the week, I will do a 10 mile run. That's my, my typical, and that's completely fasted. Mm-hmm. And then after that, on the run days, when I'm doing cardio, I will have a ketogenic meal. So I'll eat a very high fat, very low carbohydrate. My only carbohydrates, if I have any, will come from vegetables, very low glycemic index type of carbohydrates. And there's some reasoning behind this. One of them, you know, there's, there's been a lot of interesting things that have happened in, 
as far as that I've I've seen in the ketogenic, just eating ketogenically in general. From you know, I'm part of a Facebook group where where a lot of people have been able to reverse their diabetes with ketogenic diets, and they've right. you know shown like very very convincing evidence. Even though it's not mainstream at this point, you know we can't say 100 percent certain, but it's been very 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 convincing to me. So there, there's a lot of benefits there, and and there's a lot of stuff that, especially if you, I've heard a lot of experts that are kind of on the fringe end talking about uh, as far as cancer research, as far as ketogenic diets and, and, and fighting cancer, which, which is pretty interesting. So there's kind of that element of it. And then the, the other thing that I'm trying to do specifically is because I am, I guess you could say that I'm kind of vain. <laughs> I, I do like to look like Captain America. I do try to. So, so I want to look as good as possible. That's part of my health mission. I, 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 and, and I feel like it's not just van. It's just, I can reach more people too. Right. right. Because, you know, I, I want to look the part as much as right. I have to, I have to be better than the people that I'm trying to inspire right. in order to inspire them. That's right. just how it, how it is. And, and so as a public figure, I, I feel like I almost have a duty to, to look as good as I can, you know, physically. Absolutely. So, so what I'm trying to do constantly is is try to lose fat to get as lean as possible, but maintain or gain ma- muscle. Mm-hmm. And so what I end up doing is on on the other days when I'm not running, I will lift. Okay, again, fast until five. But now my meals at five o'clock, they are not ketogenic meals; they are carb meals. So so they'll still have, you know, it's not like. I just just eat carbs, but I'll introduce carbs at that point right after the lifting workout. And so the idea behind this is 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 a couple of things here. One thing I'm doing is by eating ketogenically and, and doing those long distance runs, the aerobics, is I am setting my my insulin sensitivity. I'm priming my insulin sensitivity mm-hmm. so that what will basically happen is you know the way that your body is anabolic, the way that it stores energy, whether it's building muscle or, or, or building fat is through, through insulin, right? And so how your body responds to insulin determines how much you store. And so what I want to do is I want to be very, very insulin sensitive Mm -hmm. so that when I finish lifting, that those insulin receptors on my muscle cells, that that's where the energy is going to. So, so that's, that's one, one piece of, of eating the, the ketogenic and, and doing that. And then the other part is I'm depleting glycogen. So your, your, mm-hmm. bo- your body stores about, I believe it's 200 grams of glycogen in your liver and then about 500 grams through the muscle cells, if, I, if I've got that correct. And so when you, you know, go without carbohydrates for, for some period of time and you're exercising, you end up depleting that glycogen. And so when your body gets some carbohydrates, like right after lifting, what it's going to do, it's going to be preferential to taking those calories and that, that energy, those carbohydrates you're getting and storing it in the muscles as glycogen, because it needs to replenish those, that, those glycogen stores. So, so in, in effect, what I'm doing is I'm, I'm sort of playing around with this in order to be able to lose fat and gain muscle in at the and when I when I say at the same time I don't mean at the exact same time I mean within the same cycle of of a, of a two day cycle so in one day I'm I'm losing fat and the other day I'm I'm gaining muscle and I'm 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 not suffering some of the effects like if you've ever I've done a lot of bodybuilding and a lot of you know over, over the years and one of the problems that you have is you have this okay I'm bulking <laughs> I'm cutting and and you can't really do both at the same time but using this 
sort of protocol, I'm finding that I can do that. And I'm kind of manipulating the variables here and there and trying to figure out what works best. But that's that's basically what my current diet and, and program looks like right now. Yeah. No, this is this is great, John. I, I love it. And again, to our listeners out there, obviously, John's diet here, we're not trying to promote or anything like that. Now, I will say, and I'll preface my own, like, I, um, you know, John did a great explanation, I think, just now on what ketosis is and ketogenic. Um, I personally went on, you know, as you know, John, right, uh, you know, 52 days on ketosis. Last time we talked, I told you how I lost 20 pounds. I didn't really even need to lose that much weight, but it just so happens I'm one pound less than my high school weight. And I felt great in high school. I played a lot, a lot of basketball and I felt amazing. And I've been on off ketosis now I can say for, you know, probably about seven weeks or eight weeks. And I still haven't gained the weight back and I'm kind of eating whatever I want. And I think that is pretty interesting. It's an interesting phenomenon, but I think kind of just to play back and distill some of the major elements that you're learning on this process and experiencing the benefits on is, um, aside from just having a really low kind of grocery bill probably per week, um, <laughs> is the insulin aspect. But you feel like it seems like, and I, I felt this, I felt like I finally have like metabolic control, like control over my metabolism. And I felt like I have control now over, or I should say a sensitivity to like what a gram of fat is truly, what a carb is, what a, um, you know, what a gram of sugar is and how it affects you. I, I just find, find it interesting, I guess. Uh, and um, so it sounds like this has also improved your performance. Maybe you could hint upon a little bit some of the other aspects about your regimen as well. So like what, you know, when you when you do eat, what is, you know, you're eating your meal, but what, what you know, what I guess what's in your meal again what, that you eat? Um, it's, it's mainly high fat, like, um, like uh, you know, vegetable fats, like coconut oil type stuff or av- avocado oil or what, what are you eating in, in terms of the fats? So, so a couple of things. So as far as on the ketogenic days, when I'm doing the cardio, the, the runs, when, when I'm not eating very high carbohydrate, when I'm basically eating low carb, right? what I'll do is I'll basically just eat high fat. A lot of it is actually saturated fat. A lot of newer studies are showing that saturated fat is not, animal fats are not actually that bad for you. They're not, right. in fact, they may actually be good for you. Like a lot, everyone's switching out margarine for butter now. What happened? Right? Yeah. It's like, Oh, oh, margarine's actually harmful and butter is actually good. So uh-huh. I'll eat high, you know, a lot of butter, Kerrygold butter. Mm-hmm. I'll eat, you know, maybe steak or, or something that's avocados, mm-hmm. a lot of eggs, mm-hmm. coconut oil, add avocado oil to things, that that basic kind of thing. And then some veggies that are going to be very low carbohydrate, high fiber type of, of things as, as filler. Mm-hmm. And then on the carbohydrate days, then I'll eat similar, but but I want to eat low fat in my first meal. I'll eat, I'll actually eat things like white rice, maybe a bowl with white rice and some chicken and some broccoli in there. That that's my typical mm-hmm. staple meal, or a baked potato or some oatmeal. You know, some of the typical things that that you might consider to be healthy carbohydrate type of of foods. The other thing. I would say with this too is, well, there's, there's two things here too. I, I think I, you, you kind of briefly touched on one of them is, so, you know, just, I, I got my blood tests checked. Uh, I got my blood levels checked 
about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe about three weeks ago now, and I actually had like HDL levels of 109. Mm-hmm. So, and my my LDL was 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 high, maybe about 100, but my triglycerides were like 36. So, if you if you look at some of the the ratio, like sometimes you know overall cholesterol, at least what they're discovering is not quite the indicator. There's, there's a lot more complexity to, to cholesterol and whatnot than, than what we originally thought. But essentially when you look at the numbers and you look at the ratios, uh, I'm, I've got, I've had drastic improvements. Like it, I'm, I'm in pretty dang healthy state as far as blood tests, because I think that's one of the concerns is it's like, and it's my concern too. It's like, yes, is, is what I'm doing making me lose fat and, and gain muscle and, and whatnot. But is it actually, am I harming myself? And the answer, at least for me with my blood test was no, I'm improving my health for sure. In this case, uh, the, the other piece of it too, that you kind of briefly touched on was the mental aspect of it too, which is, mm-hmm. that's, that's the other thing I've discovered with this is you would think that going without food until five would be difficult. And, and it is for, for about two weeks until you adapt to it. Your body will adapt to it. A lot of this has to do with ghrelin levels that your, your body is sort of primed to release this, this hormone called ghrelin, which makes you hungry about, you know, two or three times a day, your feeding schedule. But as, mm-hmm. as that, your body is amazing at adapting to, to whatever stimulus you put it under. And so what I found was that not only did, did my body adapt, I mean, I, I do get hungry around three o'clock, but I can usually make it two hours until five. But what, what also happened was that I just, it just felt better. Like from a diet perspective, as someone who's been on a lot of diets, one thing that really, really stinks is to try to eat these like very small, like three to four or five meals a day that are very small, not very filling meals and cooking all the time. And you're never getting anything that's really good. You're never feeling satiated, but with, with the fasting, with the eating one meal a day, one, one kind of surprising aspect of that is that you get a fairly big meal. When you're eating all your calories in one meal, it's a, it's a, it's a fulfilling, a satiating meal. And so you can actually sustain the diet longer without the, those, those ill effects. Because when you're depriving yourself for so long, that's when people binge eat and they go, they go crazy. But you're never really deprived. You're depriving yourself like during the day, but you always have that reward at the end of the day. Right. Which, which, so, so I find that to be actually amazingly counterintuitive because it makes a diet, the compliance is the biggest part of any diet, right? Mm -hmm. And this, to me, this is the most, (laughs) strangely enough, it's the most extreme diet I've ever been on, but it's the most compliant. I can easily maintain this as a lifestyle. Like I said, I've been doing it for two and a half years. Yeah. So no, it's, it's super powerful. And, um, you know, in, in terms of just hearing the impact that it's having on you and obviously, you know, obviously you're disclosing kind of, you know, that you're an experiment in process, but it's, it's, it's so far it's working for you. It's giving you the results. Um, and so obviously, you know, from a professional standpoint, I know this, obviously you, um, you're a simple programmer, right? You have a lot of different, um, mediums out there in which you help programmers, developers improve their careers and things of that sort of nature. And obviously you have a large following on, uh, on social media, and, you know, that, that, that consume your media. And, um, it sounds like also that your followers have been catching on to what you've been doing. Um, do you have any stories or any data points that point to, um, how you're inspiring some of your followers to, to, 
to adopt some of the things that you've been doing. Any results or any feedback so far on on anyone that's been responding uh, and taking your habits and, and running with them? Yeah, so surprisingly, the results are starting to come in now as I started talking about this, maybe what I was doing about a year, year and a half ago, and it's taken some time. But every maybe about once a week, I get an email from someone with before and after pictures and talking about how they start doing one meal a day diet and, and start doing some of the things that, that I'm, I'm talking about here. And, and it's pretty amazing. I've seen some pretty amazing transformations. It, it catches on more and more. You know, I'm at the gym, just even at the gym, you know, a couple of guys are like, well, what are you doing? What you? And, and then, you know, every every week I've got a, a couple of guys that are like, man, it's amazing. I'm, I'm so ripped. I got six pack. <laughs> <laughs> and and they're excited about this 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 stuff, you know. So I've been kind of surprised because I've never really, you, you know, it's one of those things where it seems so difficult, and I haven't really, like you said, I, I don't want to like tell everyone, oh, you need to only eat one meal a day, but 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 people have been seeing what I've been doing, especially as I've been transforming on my YouTube videos. Right, it's been very clear. I've been very go, going, getting more and more lean and more cut. And, and people wonder what they want to figure out how, how am I doing this? And so they want to start doing the same thing. And so they've sort of figured out, you know, I've talked about pieces of what, what I've been doing and they've been, been doing it themselves and, and having, having similar results. So, you know, it's early to tell it's, you know, again, it's very experimental what I'm doing. I'm putting together pieces of this and I'll, I'll, I'm actually working on putting together a program eventually as I'm, as I'm testing out different things here, but but so far, it looks pretty good, and, and I've seen a lot of people that have had success. And, and you know, I actually do some coaching too, and I, I coached this this guy that was 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 really overweight, and I I told him about you know, hey, here's something we could try, right? Instead of you're sick of all the diets, you can't stick to them. What if you just ate one meal a day, like like I'm doing, and you could you could kind of treat yourself. You could go and you could have a burger or whatever, because you know, at the at the end of the day, for him, the biggest thing is is the calories, and so by by having just the one meal and, and restricting calories up until that, that time, he's able to like, not, he doesn't have to try to do two things at once, which one is, is, you know, going on a diet and breaking the, these being hungry and, and breaking mm-hmm. that, that habit. And then two, like depriving, like changing the, the eating habit. So, so this was one way for him to say, okay, I can still eat the kind of foods that I like that maybe aren't the healthiest foods, but because I'm only eating once a day, Right, I'm I'm getting the calorie deficit, which is necessary to lose weight. And, you know, if you're a couple hundred pounds overweight, that's probably a, a fairly good choice. And so that actually worked out uh, pretty well for him. So there's, wow. I think there's, you, you know, there, I've got a few different stories that that are similar, like that, where where you wouldn't expect that that would be yeah. such a good solution. No, it it absolutely does feel counterintuitive. That's why I think you know a lot of people hear of ketosis, and you know you. You hear ketogenic is just one of these things that it's the hardest to make the decision to adopt and do. But to your point yeah. about compliance, when you start doing it, and I can attest to this firsthand, once you start doing it, the easiest in the world to follow. Uh, my fear of doing it for 52 days initially, after doing it for 52 days, was that I was going to develop a sweet tooth and go binging on <laughs> carbs and all oh, yeah. this stuff. That did not happen. Uh, and the only reason why I saw full disclosure, my LDLs came a little high after I talked with you about it, you know, we kind of discussed like, it's probably at that point in time that they went high. But, um, when I do it again, probably two tweaks I can say for myself is probably, 
uh, probably a lot more kind of, you know, vegetable fats, a lot more vegetable fats. And then just doing like every four weeks, probably a blood test just to kind of make sure that the ratios are good uh, to make your shirt. So those are two optimizations on my end. But really, uh, John, this has been great. And, you know, on the Pop Health show here, again, first episode here, you know, we always want to keep these episodes probably less than, you know, 30 minutes and always kind of talk about one concept. So kind of just to distill this down, John, sounds like this concept of one meal a day is that big one takeaway. You know, you've been doing it well. It's an interesting concept. You've been experiencing some great results to it. Is there anything else for our listeners that you would like to partake in terms of, you know, one, one other thing that you think that they should take away that you're passionate about that, you know, something small and maybe actionable for our listeners to try or look into more? Well, I say I'll give you I'll give you one other piece on the on the one meal day. I would say is that the only thing that has ever been found to that I am aware of that to extend human lifespan has been calorie restriction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so that's that's another kind of element of of it, which you know this autophage, the idea of uh, is a very interesting concept. But I would say you know what I would say is like the one takeaway that I would say in general is just like. It doesn't matter what I'm saying. It doesn't matter what someone else is saying. What, what matters the most and what I found just from everything in, in, in life in general, not, not even just in health, is that you got to try it on yourself. You got You can't just take someone's word for it because you got to see how you're going to respond because it's not always the science. Sometimes it's the compliance. I mean, compliance is, is huge too. And so that's why I, I would encourage people to be self-experimenters and see what works. No, do it in a healthy way. Do it in a way, you know, if you need, if you're doctor supervision, getting blood tests, all, all these kind of things, especially if you're getting something extreme, but try it, try things on yourself and see what kind of results that you get. And that's the best way that I, that I found. I mean, that's, you know, I, I use that as a, as a guideline in, in general, mm-hmm. because, because there's, there's conflicting advice and conflicting stuff out there. And, and I've, I've sort of narrowed down what works for me based on actually trying it on myself. And there, there's really no other way to, to know. So that's, that's what I would say. I love it. I love it. John, uh, this has been great. Really appreciate uh, you being on the show. And I, I think, uh, you know, obviously after your next experiment or two, we'd love to have you back and hear about your results from your next experiment. I'm sure after accomplishing, you know, the fasted marathon yesterday, you're onto something even bigger or greater, uh, which makes me kind of scared. So I would say, you know, be careful. Uh, be careful. Yeah. Let your wife know before you go running out the door and, you know, do something crazy. But no, but uh, no, really appreciate it. Uh, you being on the show. Um, John, what's the best pe- pe- uh, place or, or way for people to interact with you? Uh, I don't know if you want to mention kind of, uh, you know, best way for, for people to get a hold of you or just interact with, uh, you know, you know, some of the stuff that you do. I would say probably just go to simpleprogrammer.com. And that's where I mean, you can find my my YouTube videos, my blog posts and everything there for nowadays I don't really just do just software developer content. It, it's, it's really content for personal growth and personal development in, in sort of all the areas of your life. So that's, that's where you could probably find all, all that's my hub for everything I'm doing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, John, thanks so much again, um, listeners. This was the uh, first episode of the pop health show. We're glad to l- listen. If you uh, have suggestions comments, let us know. We love your feedback. Um, And uh, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Have a good one.